everyone, and welcome to the Modern Times Podcast. I am Ryan Scott. I am an editor-at-large here at Modern Times Podcast and an entertainment writer. I am here with the guys from Alien Atmosphere. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. Hello, I'm Nick Quillis. I am the lead singer and writer, and... My name is Matthew Quillis, and I am the drummer for Alien Atmosphere. I re- we really appreciate it, Ryan, for you having Nick and I on here. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we actually, we started the podcast a little over a month, month and a half ago, and... The funny thing about it is most of the time it relies on, you know, okay, we got to be able to get guests and things like that, but then, like, yep. if your show hasn't been around, uh-huh. people are hesitant to, like, oh, well, what are what are you? Who are so, th- so, like, this was super last minute, so thank you Oh, guys. Yeah, last minute's okay, you know? Yeah. I got a fast car. I mean, <laughs> I swear, man, you go outside, we got a, we got a muscle car out there. What, so. do you dri- what are you driving? It's a 2002 Trans Am WS6. So no kidding. It's got a fat cam and torque converter in it, so it's, it's about, like, 450 horsepower. See, already, like, it was funny because we were talking about, like, this this is your guys' first podcast, so congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, no, but uh, it was funny. We were just talking before you guys were like, well, how does this work? And, and like, I'm like, we're just going to talk. And I'm already like, oh, shit, you're driving a muscle car? That's cool. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. by the way, you can. language is not a problem if you guys want to. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. well, I think we're Mormon, aren't we? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, fuck that. I mean, that's why I got a caffeine free, right? You know? Um, cool. So, so uh, I just actually have to jump in. Uh, like, so are, are you kind of like uh, car guys? That's sort yeah, of yeah. Yeah, my brother yes. Nick and I, we, yes. we collect um, classic cars. We've owned Chevelles, you know, Camaros, uh, GTOs, you know. We, we've had a plethora. He actually drives the, the freaking OJ Simpson vehicle. Yeah, I it's drive uh, a 95 Ford. The Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you really? It's that's fucking, crazy. It's that's fucking that's badass. Been, that's what we've been using to tour around uh, the band. So it's just a two-piece, so it works out pretty right. well. Yeah, and, um, it, and it's and it's good. It's a little 5.0 engine, and, and yeah. he's got some fucking exhaust on it. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Whenever I, you got a V8, you got to make that shit sound good, you know. Even though it's slow or fast or whatever, you just gotta gotta sound better than the guy with the Prius. No, it, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's the point. Like, in the, you know, these days, everyone, you know, if you are gonna. You know, like I drive a Porsche, like I drive a Subaru out back. You know, yeah. reliable is how Fuel I love economy, it. you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But but it's if you are gonna drive something like, but especially like touring purposes, like a Bronco makes total sense. But like you're saying, like if you're gonna do something like, okay, if you're gonna go like, fine, I won't be environmentally conscious for you. You know, like you yeah. got, it should be. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Like be have it be cool, have it be fun. Have yeah, it, like, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what we do. Is we just we enjoy. I mean, we enjoy cars in general. You know, right. and everybody's all about the whole gas craziness of you know, wasting fuel. But the thing is, is my brother and I we own our cars free and clear sure so we don't have to pay you know you know financing or leasing yeah. or nothing so and then, and then even the insurance isn't high at all because our his is a 1995 and yeah. mine's a 2002 so even though I'm pumping out like over 400 plus horsepower my insurance is only 80 bucks a month yeah it's a, it's yeah, a nice you know? thing if you're driving a if, so um so okay, so that's interesting. So you guys have like this whole like car collection hobby, but then so you guys are brothers and you start a two piece band. How does yeah, that... yeah, we're we're identical twin brothers. Um, we're mere twins actually. He's my twin yeah, brother Nick right-handed. is right handed. So yeah. you know, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. left handed. But, oh, so but we don't look alike though. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so now that you mention it, I'm like, oh right, got it. Yeah, but but yeah. it's not like I mean, you guys can be born, you know, like as twin, but you know, obviously, you know, you go do you know mm-hmm. long hair, short hair, whatever. You do yeah. the thing. Yeah. But so how did you guys? get into like is that because I, I was in a band briefly and I'm very aware of like band dynamics and stuff and even if it's because like I'm very aware of like sibling dynamics sure like, uh, you oh, know, oh yeah you know but yeah. I'm not a twin obviously but you know brothers sisters whatever and um how does that work with you guys especially being like you don't have any it's just a two piece you guys don't have any other buffer in the band to sort of like 
Yeah, it's kind of like a Twenty One Pilots or a Black Keys, but you know, I mean, I mean, even being in a band in general, it's like you're you're married, you know. Yeah, basically. And you yes. have to you have to make you know important decisions together as a team and work together. And the thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, no offense, if I mean, even Nick, Nick and I have been through this. If you have like four people in a, in a band, let's just say, right? Sure. And say you're like, all right, you guys, we have rehearsal at five, and the sons of bitches don't show up till fucking six, then it's like. You know, you're 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 wasting my goddamn time. Because yeah, absolutely. Being in a music, being a musician, or just in general as a business, you have to be on time. You have to be punctual. You can't do drugs. You can't drink alcohol. You know, I mean, sure, save it for the parties and shit, and go yeah. fuck all the chicks you want. But the thing is, is you got to be very serious about what you do. Well, especially these days yeah. too, because nobody's really the way the music industry is now. It's, I mean, even if you do get a label at some point, they're really just looking to scoop something up that's ready to go. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's it, the thing is, it's all about followers and. And, and you know the buzz that's going around yeah, because yeah. they don't build bands anymore. No, they, like I said, they're looking to just yeah. like like a lot of times now they'll even you know like there's a band out here, Bear Ghost, that you know they put out a record that's pretty much like ready to go. No question, if a label scooped in, they would just take that same record, remaster it, repackage it, take exactly. their following, and just jump, you know that's what they're looking to do. They're not looking to like I mean sure some some bands get on big labels and whatever, but that's not like you're saying they want. Establishment. They want something that they can just help distribute. Yeah, and and the only reason why is because I mean the record industry is dying out. Everybody is stealing music, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it's just like an, you know Pablo Picasso. You know, he's a great artist, and it's like if we were to steal his paintings and stuff and not give a shit about it. You know, yeah. when when a, when a musician writes a song and, and and really appreciates and puts hard work into it, and then people online are just stealing yeah. it. It's fine because at the same time they're listening to it, but you think of it the other way for the artist, and it's like you're not getting any is, is it fine though because like because okay so well, I'm, it's fine because they're listening to it that's the only reason yeah, I guess you know. so how old are you guys by the way just quickly? 23 we're both 23 okay so Obviously. I'm I'm 27 so sure. I was close so I remember I was in 7th grade yeah and I and I, and that was when like Napster started getting yeah. before. And, and yeah. I remember at that very young age I was like the guy. I was like, guys, this is going in a bad place. Like I was like, sure. hey, I was like, sure. So I refused to like legally download music, and everyone was like, why? It's free. And I'm like, guys, we should probably like. I just remember even being that young, like, no, we should pay for this stuff. Like people, yeah. put, you know, and like that. But I think what's weird is you're like, you're like, oh, it's fine. And I know what you're saying. Like it's good to people to listen to it. But what I've always thought is like, I feel like now we've come to a place where musicians almost have been like battered down and conditioned to have to like have that attitude toward it. Yeah. Whereas like I do not think it's okay. I still do not think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, the way I kind of cope with it is, I mean, if you're going to have your music out there for free and people are going to take it, you know, um, you, m- you might as well have it, hopefully get as much exposure as possible. Like, if, yeah. it, if a song goes viral or something, then, then yes, it does have its benefits, but at the same time, if you're not, like, super well-known, you know, like, you're just basically throwing money at a wall. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know? true. Well, because, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, that, is at some point, like, attention spans come into place. Like you said, a song could go viral into what, whatever. There's no, like, quantifiable, quantifiable number for that. Yeah. Where, like, you might think, like, 100,000, you know, listens, page views, whatever is big, and it is and it is significant enough, but, but that's not enough, like... You know, those 100,000 people are so spread out that, you know, you can't tour off of that, you yeah, know, which, exactly. is, which is the only other way to make money. Yeah, you know, playing shows and, I mean, that's basically it now, playing shows and selling merchandise. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically the two best ways to make money. But that's really, yeah. like, those two... Or the I, only ways. Yeah, those two <laughs> ideas are kind of married, though, because, like, you have to tour and people, like, are much more likely to buy merch, like, at the shows. Yeah. So it's, like, this cyclical thing. So, like, if you can't get that, like... 
you know, I guess that's where you have to put your faith. Is like, okay, we'll put this out, and hopefully enough, like um, enough people listen to it that we think we could. I don't know. It's it's like a strange, it's a strange thing. So how do you guys like? Because how long have you guys been do, doing? Doing the daily. Uh, well, he's well. Nick's been playing. My twin brother Nick's been playing music a lot. Why don't you well, tell since, everybody since, uh, how long you've been? Oh, well, he's since, like a Mozart man. He's been writing music forever. Since two thousand three. So okay, so like the year um, I got into music. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. two thousand three was when I started writing. We even um, did a song contest. Yeah. Oh shit! So two thousand three, and you're twenty. You you were you were pretty damn young at the yes, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So uh, I wrote my first song when I was like twelve, and um, I got kicked out of a band. Like around this time, summertime, and I just remember walking home, and um, you know, just having that kind of experience made me like. It actually made me want a band even more because sure. like I wanted to be a part of the music and something that that I know that could be that could bring a lot more inspiration to everyone, and so that's actually kind of how Alien Atmosphere came about because um, we had another band throughout like high school. And it was going I, I, good. It was I mean, going we well. We, we, um, we opened up for Anne Berlin, and um, that was a really good show. Yeah, How long ago was that? That was because they just that, did their first tour. It was April 15th. 2000, I'd say 20, 2010, 11? 2011. Oh, okay, so that was, was when they were touring fantastic. off like Feel Good Drag, right? Well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were with like 30 Seconds to Mars at the time, and they just and, they uh, went to Chicago the next too. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was fantastic, you know. Oh, seeing yeah, that's a good like, bill. Yeah, it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, was there. It was at the Pima County Fair in Tucson. Uh, okay, yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars monumentally disappointed me the first time I saw them live, but mm-hmm. but Neon Trees I always thought was kind of like they're good, super underrated. Yeah, well, Nick and I, we know them really well. When they were there, when they were there, they um they only got like they only got paid like pennies like 500 bucks just to do like this huge show you know this was one animal just like took off yeah, so like right when it took so off. like like you said totally underrated man and just like tyler glenn's a beast man yeah, yeah. that guy and my, my favorite though is you gotta you gotta amazing. love elaine bradley she's the drummer yeah fuck and, yeah uh, and, i mean nick and i have met them a few times and they always remember us it's hilarious that's like, so cool like, it's, it's nick and matt you know yeah. that's so just, nice that's yeah, really cool yeah we've had like huge conversations with them just 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 right as they were building up you know and then whenever we get a chance you know when they come to Arizona we always you know go to their concerts we'll to and talk to them. That's, that's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's fun we even have footage of it too <laughs> that's cool so well, it's, no, just, I, it's fun because I actually really hated Animal when it came out I hated that first track and then it was when the second record came out like Everybody Talks came out I was like yeah because you had to kind of turn a corner because I, I really hated that first yeah but then, but yeah, I just really came to love them, and then I went back and really like I think that I think a picture show that second record. Yeah, they so. just had a great pop rock sound. You yeah, know? yeah. And mm-hmm. then and then I mean the and vocals then, uh, and stuff, you know. Pop psychology was good. Yeah, I, I actually saw the whole. I think the whole album was done in its entirety in concert. No shit, um, that's cool. Yeah. And when I saw it, like it was amazing. Um, this was in San Diego. So it was at Humphreys. They call the concerts by the beach or by the bay. Yeah. No, I'm familiar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean they like from when I saw them. Um, in like 2010 to I would say this now? was around 2014 yeah 2014. Great. Um, perfect time I think yeah they yeah. um like it, it was just totally stepped up like they had like this inflatable brain they had <laughs> uh, they had like a bunch of risers they added two um two extra members just on stage to kind of fill up the sound fill up the sound yeah um, yeah yeah I guess what, what would you call them utility players so, I think that's exactly um, what you yeah. so, they um, refer to as yeah, yeah so yeah. they um they totally stepped up the game they I think uh Tyler and 
Elaine, they both had like uh, some really good chemistry going on. Like on a few songs, they had like yeah. a duo. But I mean, like they, they were they they just they they just did a really good job, and they're still going strong. Yeah, well, yeah, because they, they they sort of jumped on with that second record, like um, and then especially with pop psychology, like there's that whole sort of really strange thing that started happening, you know, because like electronic music got big, but then also like there was that weird like 2012, 2013, like sort of weird disco resurgence thing, uh-huh. and then like everyone was kind of trying to figure out how do we incorporate a bunch of keyboards and like gated drums into our and they sort of did it in a way that was like okay it didn't feel like forced it felt very much like oh cool we can do this now like we yeah. can be glitzy and so how do you guys i guess going off that so you so you, you play a show with 30 seconds to mars with neon trees with uh amberlin which is kind of it's a little eclectic, but there's there's something to lock into there. So how did you guys fit into that, and how would you describe your sound? Because that kind of interests me well, now, thinking about that build. I mean, our sound is kind of like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you could say it's like Imagine Dragons, 30 Seconds to Mars, you know. Jimmy, World Pop. Yeah, it's like they, they all had a fucking orgy, and then boom, there goes right. Alien Atmosphere. Yeah, I mean. Because all of our influences took a bunch are, of influences. Yeah, like, um, you know. But it's it, very much modern rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how musicians are, is they always have somebody they influence with. Yeah. And then whatever their songwriting or, I mean, since I play drums, like drumming style, you know, I think Shannon Leto's like really badass. He has electronic drums and acoustic drums and does a whole bunch of stuff. But, I mean, everybody has their influences. I think that's what makes music music. You yeah. Know, is because, you know, if it wasn't for this guy writing, maybe somebody likes somebody from the 50s or something. Sure. And they learn their scales and guitar solos or whatever. And and that's, I mean, I, I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how people create their own thing. And then before we know it, someone would be following them. Yeah, but that's but that's how, and that's kind of weird, like what I think, because it's so hard. The only thing now is I think we have just enough perspective where you can look back at like, like 2003, 2004 and say like, okay, that was like, the pop punk thing was pretty much Mm-hmm. A lot of what, yeah. like, the face of rock was at that moment. Because at the time, like, it felt very, like, because, like, in the 90s, you could you could be like, oh, it was the grunge. and the, But it was so, and I still feel largely right now, it's very hard to define what, like, modern rock is. Yeah. Like, it's very hard to look. But I think it's because, like, what you're talking about, there was, okay, so the 50s artists very much influenced, like, the Beatles and the Beatles. Yeah. And, then, and that would influence, like, the 70s, you know, where things seven minutes long, big rock, which influenced, which w- the 80s was very much a response to that in, like, Okay, this is a complete. You know, we're gonna do a bunch of coke and make things like sound weird and. and no, yeah, yeah, that's when they started experimenting. Yeah, yeah, and then too. the '90s was again like like a, a big push against that. But then, so it's like all of a sudden we have all this influence climbing up the ladder, yeah. and now everything's just kind of become this interesting melting pot. Yeah, like, you I mean, got, it is like America. It is a melting. Yeah, pot. yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting now because like because nothing has to be. You can sort of break out with a sound because there's so much that is familiar. Yeah, in some I mean, way. even if you look at it's kind of dumb to say this, but if you look at people's hairstyles, like even my hair. Yeah. style everybody's going back to the way it was in the 50s yeah. you know everybody's yeah. doing or even you got the man bun and the beard everything's whatever. cyclical yeah, yeah yeah everybody yeah. everybody's going back to the way things were you even know cars. yeah even even cars, cars, cars you know they're all retro. retro yeah so it's it's kind of like even music's going that way like there's so many hit songs i hear on the radio that are very much yeah. like the old songs. well again like disco you know? was such a strange thing to like re-reference yeah. like yeah. like something that 
I always reference like I always said like dubstep was like our modern disco in that like sure in that and, and not that they're the same thing I mean only in that they're both dancey but like my mom loved disco like traditional disco yep. and like what I've always said is like that's a hard thing to explain to your kids like you know yeah, like, your, disco, yeah. your kids like what the hell why did you listen to this you're like ah you just had to be there and that's like what you know so but so that's a strange thing to sort of make its way back yeah it's all the fads you know they always yeah. they, mm-hmm. the history always repeats itself you know yeah but you know it's like you would think like oh of course like you know grunge might make a comeback at some point or I'm I, just sure re- I just remember being so surprised when like you're like this sounds like this sounds like just a little more modern disco and then but you know but but the fact that like like you're saying like that was that was able to happen just yeah. because it's all you know I don't know yeah. it, it, because it was familiar and I know we didn't mention the the folk boom that happened a couple of years ago oh, yeah. like the Lumineers and absolutely Sons, yeah I mean, I mean like that got really big too yeah even folk know? music I mean that that's a lot about you know speaking about I would say more feelings and stuff I mean yeah. obviously you can't compare it to grunge but a lot of it no. is you know, I mean, it's more of like the happier tune yeah. of, of what grunge yeah. is. Yeah, and music's all think of it. And music's all just storytelling anyway. And and it's but yeah, that that is like uh, I what I always heard uh, people refer to like what you're talking about is like frontier rock. You know, yeah, that's frontier like, you know, it's rock. Frontier yeah. rock or yeah, yeah, and that's a uh, and it's weird too because that was sort of something that had been like bubbling up for a while with like bands like the Decemberists and like Midlake sort of under the radar for about four or yep. five years and then all of a sudden like the Lumineers have that tremendously huge song like Mumford and Sons mm-hmm. for whatever reason was able to sort of catch on a little more than mm-hmm. the other stuff I don't know that's interesting so so you guys being like a two piece which is a little untraditional like you said the Black Keys have done it 21 Pilots have done it but it's and like the White Stripes back it's but it's not like a it's not like a super common no thing. no, no it, 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 but again like it, you know referencing what I just did you know pretty 21 Pilots came out of fucking nowhere it seems like and just has just exploded I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and like the White Stripes were pretty much you know the turning point of like yeah. the 2000s the Black Keys are largely considered to be maybe the best pure rock and roll band we have so you know you're in good company mm-hmm. but like so what was the decision to be like just gonna be us well, um, back to what Matt said with like just keeping keeping your uh, group really small, um, and since it's just kind of like a, a family kind of thing, um, I think the reason why we just picked two pieces, honestly, just because it was it was easier to work with each other, yeah, and bounce ideas and off it, each other. Yeah, and then even though we might, some people are like, oh, you know, you need a bass guitar on stage. I'm like, well, that bass guitar isn't out of tune, <laughs> and it shows up to rehearsal every fucking day, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like you think of it both sides, you know. I mean, we can we we hire we've hired bodies on stage before. Yeah, we've yeah. had we've you know had we, we 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 hire a bass player, but it's not like you know. I mean, Nick and I will always just play just the two of us if we have to, you mm-hmm. know. More yeah, I mean, so, I mean, some shows we'll have you know if, if we feel like it calls it, and we need more bodies on stage. We'll we'll get some, but um, this last show we played with uh, at the Rock in Tucson with this band called Colors. Oh yeah, I know. They're, yeah, yeah, and they were two, two pieces as well. Yeah. So, so we, we, um, we, we kept it two piece that time. Um, and the night before we played at the Crescent Ballroom. Yeah. And that was with Jane in the Jungle and the New Chums. Um, and that was that was awesome. They're yeah, that be, was a great show. There, um, yeah. August seventeenth. Yeah, Jane in the Jungle is so, fantastic. Yeah, they're they're a great band. But yeah. um, but no, we just um. We just wanted to keep it two piece, keep it 
simple, you know. Um, yeah, it's all, and the only reason why is because we work well together. You yeah, know? I mean, like, like if it wasn't for Nick starting that music in 2003, like the reason why I wanted to play drums is because I kept breaking all the f- guitar strings, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, yeah. and, I, and I bodybuild, you know. So like I've done like competitions. Really, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done like the. I mean, I, I'm sure like there's probably no bodybuilders that that listen to this podcast, but I mean, it's like the NPC. Yeah. That's what it's called, the National Physique mm-hmm. Committee. But um, you know, I've competed in that, and I've, I've come first place in both my bodybuilding shows. No shit, congratulations. And I landed my first magazine when I was 19 with this sponsorship called Cardish Red, and it was in the Muscle and Body magazine. It was distributed, you know, around the nation. So drums make sense for you. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. so, so ever the since, ever since yeah. I, I break sticks and cymbals, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad it. But that's got to be like a satisfying use of your energy. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, yes. I mean, a lot of people don't think of drums as as cardio, but it freaking is. Man. Oh my god, I mean, it's exhausting. I mean, you sweat like. A, I mean, people are like, oh, you know, I don't have coordination, or mm. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just go play for an hour? Drums straight? are primal. It's yeah, primal. but yeah, because that's what I always wanted to do. I played bass a little bit, but like my stepdad, you know, growing up was like, no, I can't play drums; they're too loud. And I just figured he didn't want me playing an instrument, so I was like, fine, I want to play bass. He's like, cool, go for it. Yeah. So I just yeah. was like, so like almost out of spite, I started playing bass. I mean, I mean, I mean, luckily our parents were like. That. I mean, they're like, hey, you can have a loud muscle car and play drums. Everything loud, yeah. you know. Now my hearing's all fucked up. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's the other side you know, of the coin yeah. with the symbols in your. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you go on a date and some chicks like, hey, you know, asking you questions and you're like, what? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, I'm sorry. Anything above 15k shot for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is too. Um, back to the the original question of you know just the two piece. Um, the chemistry of twins is not like anything. Anybody can understand or comprehend. I, I, I honestly no, can't ever. Twin. ever. I it's can't like, we are it. we are on the same wavelength. It's weird all as the fuck. time. Like you sometimes we we'll even have the same dreams. And same that sounds dreams. stupid. What the hell? I swear we, to God. We had yeah. I mean, just recently we had the same dream, and it's just it's so weird. But That's I mean, so like, insane. Yeah, it's freaking you, weird. Uh, complete each other's sentences. Sometimes. Have you guys ever looked? But at it's the same thing. It's weird. We, we even laugh at the same crap, and people will like look at us like, so "What are you guys even laughing at?" And it's like some weird inside joke. We'll just look at each other and we'll start, we'll start laughing. But the thing is, is the, the chemistry with being identical twins and, and uh, I mean, like, like I don't even have to play for like, let's just say five years go by and then I I see Nick and all of a sudden it's like as if we never left each other. Like we just, we'll play and mesh together. Well, I said that's gotta be great for music because so much of that is unspoken. Like, especially Mm -hmm. again, the very limited experience I've had with it. I'm just a terrible musician. Yeah. Yeah. But, but being on stage, like you do need that unspoken, you know, especially as a bass player, like, with the drummer, you know, exactly. you got to be able to lock in and not, you know, because a lot of it, you know, it, it, it you, for as much you want to plan or whatever, you know, things happen, and and so like it must be like having that like very strange connection. It's weird, it, but it's got to be perfect for something like yeah, music. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so when we first started, um, like I'd say like early two thousand six. Um, Let's see. I was actually playing bass at the time, a great time in the band. Get into and and um, so he was still doing the drums, but like I mean, since I was, we were just like you know the foundation. It was just like we were always super tight. Um, the yeah, whenever we jam out, it was always Nick and um, I. You know. So I mean, so yeah, I mean that's just kind of like how it started, um, and then uh, once that kind of fizzled away. I switched over to you know more songwriting. Yeah, he kept doing the drums, but I mean the the constant um, of just you know us staying tight. 
Yeah, even, that was always there. even like so. creating a song is like easy. Like like he'll yeah. play something and then he'll kind of give me a little reference of what he's aiming for and it just kind of comes out. Yeah, it's like I there mean, it is. You know. Yeah, I mean he he wrote some lyrics. Uh, Matt Matt actually wrote a song uh, a few weeks ago. I did. We, we I wrote, tried it out. It wrote was, my it first was, song. It's usually <laughs> like I've been writing, but I mean he 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 had some really good inspiration and it just like like what he said, it just kind of falls out. It's yeah. really spontaneous. Well, when you're around something long enough, like like it's like if you uh, I read a lot about movies and, and I sort of and so you get in like a, you might start out as like a camera operator or something or a script but or like a lot of times like a screenwriter will eventually yep. end up directing a movie because you just sort of like you're in proximity of it enough so like you're playing drums you're watching him write yep. and then eventually you're just like yeah maybe I could you know it just sort of swims around your head enough yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy how that happens I mean it, I think we're the only identical two-piece twin band probably that I've ever heard of I, I mean I ha I've researched and I haven't found any identical twins there's a hook two piece uh, yeah. you know that don't even look alike oh yeah, yeah that's so if anybody thinks what I, said, I can't like, think you know? of uh, Tegan no Tegan and Sarah are just lesbians that aren't related I believe yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> uh, I I can't think of uh, I can't think of any you know all, and even all the two pieces that do exist they're not even related I mean maybe they are yeah. but they're not twins yeah, yeah I guess it's sort of uncomplicates the process a little bit from what I can you know because I mean even yeah I was in like a four piece for a little bit sure and, you know it's just yeah and I think our, well, our well, differences definitely come through the music like sure. I mean when, when you watch us on stage or if you listen to a song like the drums are super heavy because this guy's you know giant bodybuilder <laughs> I'm you know more of the yeah it doesn't look like he has a light touch if you owned a pair of brushes I'd be surprised <laughs> yeah so, I do but I so, I mean like for the longest time we we tried looking alike you know same haircut yeah we tried being similar, alike oh you were doing but, a uniform you know but we tried. like yeah. um but I mean, uh, a good friend of ours just said, hey, you know what? You guys are different. I know you guys are identical twins, but why don't you actually like just you know just play off your differences? And, yeah. And, so, and that's yeah. what we did. And so that's, that's why I was like, like, you know what? How it's come through. I'll be a meathead drummer, and I'm like, Nick, you can be Kurt Cobain, man. You know so, what? Yeah. Both. So I mean, like, yes, that's a fun. We'll just go with who we are. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Is and then even when we go to concerts, people are just shocked, like, what? You but but are, I, you know. But I just think in general, though, like nothing. The best stuff never comes out of people trying to over manufacture something. Exactly. You know, like. The best stuff always comes out of just people being who they are. You know, Nirvana, you brought up Kirk Cobain. Nirvana was always, Dave Grohl always talks about, we had no fucking idea that any, because we just they did some playing. weird shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we they had just no, did like, what they did. They thought it was funny that it got so big because they were like, what the hell? Like, we had no, like, you know, so it, it, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit is not, like, the biggest, best, like, one of the best songs ever written because because they tried to manufacture something. No, that way. No, no. And so it's like the same thing. Like, you know, don't fight... You know, I don't know. Like, yeah, sure, sure. It looks kind of cool when Twenty One Pilots, you know, is very uniform and very, you know. But, but that's them. You know, that's exactly. Them. And I'm sure that doesn't seem manufactured. I don't think you can get the kind of success they've had recently. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody has their own niche. You know, whether yeah. you're just a, a local band or, you know, uh, you know, people that just want to create yeah. something, or you're already highly established. If you think of each musician or just like yeah. some kind of group they always have their niche you know what what is their or something to hook into yeah yeah like, yeah, there's yeah something like the something people that, that draws people the people that do know? become successful there is like a you know there might be like a thing to latch on like the, with the white stripes it was very what do you mean it's just like two people you know like back when it first started out and then like the it persists because the music is very good exactly you know like when nirvana came out it's like who are these guys wearing flannel shirts and you know and then the music's good so there's always something beyond like whatever that initial hook so you exactly. guys might have that like 
oh, we're twins, but like we got like a meathead drummer and like a Kurt Cobain kind of you know front guy. But then like if the music is good. You know, because that's the thing. It's like a hook can only get you right there. Exactly. If, you know, it's like it's like a movie trailer is good, but the movie sucks. It doesn't. You know, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Really, it's kind of that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Exactly. So you guys, you guys, you guys have a show coming up, right? Like that's one of the yes, right. yes, oh. August seventeenth at the Rebel Lounge. I love Rebel Lounge. Yes. Yeah, I've uh, been there. That's at seven thirty, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, seven thirty. Um, I was there one time and I watched a really good band. Um, good friends of mine, uh, Matthew Thornton and Brandon. They're from Vinyl Station. I don't know if you've heard of them. But no, I have not. They're here in Fantastic. Phoenix. They're, um, they're Fantastic. They're really good at what group. they do. Um, but I, I love the Rebel Lounge. You're right. It's it's a great venue. Um, it's I really the perfect like, dive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, love, honestly, I love the stage setup because it's just it's very intimate. You know? Yeah, very. And, and you can be as close in your as face. you want. Yep, exactly. Yep. And I think I think just being a local band in Arizona, like if you haven't played at the Rebel Lounge, it's kind of like you have to. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. like it's like you know it's like turning 21 and you got to have a beer. You know, it's like you have to play at the Rebel. Yeah. Lounge, now there's you know? like a handful like that and like Crescent is course. Crescent Ballroom. Yeah. Crescent's great too. Like I feel. I feel like it was weird is like there's a few of these venues that open up because I I was uh, for years like a big like fuck the local because my big thing with local music everybody's like you gotta support local music I'm like do I because I, I feel like what I should do is support music that is good no matter where it comes exactly. from exactly and so my thing is I get so annoyed with people being like you need to support local music I'm like look if somebody hands me a CD album sends me a band camp link whatever my time investment is exactly the same listening to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if it's good, great. If it's not, why would I bother? Exactly. And so for years, the music scene out here gave me no justification to. But lately, in the past like two years, things have really just like talent has been. I don't know what yeah. the hell. Yeah, happened. it's kind of like the '90s. What happened with the Gin Blossoms, Roger Klein? Yeah. It just kind of blew up. Even um, I think Jimmy World and then it, yeah, early 2000s. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of dead for a while. But you're right. I mean, there's kind of like this resurgence. It's incredible right yeah. now. Like there's yeah. like my favorite album of the entire year was uh, is, is, is a. Is a Arizona local band like not even like a big you know like Bear Ghost yeah. uh, Bear Ghost um, uh, any t- uh, if you haven't listened to Blaster Piece oh, so good but but uh, but it, it's and I mean I just can't even like in my head that's hard to process you know exactly. like like in my head that's like because I I really was so down on the music scene here for so long yeah that's why I think they should they, I mean they should probably do another stacked lineup of just amazing local bands you know they're not hard to find right now I mean it's just fantastic yeah. of just all the music that's going on in Arizona I mean I mean, it'd be fantastic to have a whole bunch of people yeah, like at the I mean, Marquee Theater, you know, yeah. and just have a huge local show. But know? what's weird about it, too, right now is that it's not, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this playing shows and booking, like, it's not, like, a lot of times there's, like, a scene that blows up, like you talked about, like, Jim Blossom, Roger Klein, that was all very yeah, much yeah, the same yeah. kind of thing. Right now, it's, like... Every, there's it's all kind of kinds of, of shit. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's like like I, every time I've gone to like you know like when I did Viva Fiend, I did the one yeah, night Viva Viva, Phoenix. I did the one night. Well, I was covering McDowell Mountain, unfortunately. Okay. So then, but like I went to the one night of Viva Phoenix, um, and uh, you know it's just like there was like a handful of bands I saw. You know, like Harrison Fjord closed out the night, yeah. but then there was a there was a handful of other, you know, and I just was like like Twin Ponies. I don't know if you guys knew who Twin Ponies is, but there's like a and it was all so different. I was like. Where is this all coming from? You know, yeah, so you know, yeah the, the colored, you know, checkered lineups, man. Like, when our last, let's see, we played a show back in September 2015. Um, it was with, uh, let's see, Nothing More, um, All That oh, Remains, oh, yeah. The Offspring, AWOL Nation. Oh, so right. It was just like, like you said, um, just a very 
different lineup, you know, variety like, yeah, yeah. genres hitting yeah. you left and right, and I, I love it. It just it keeps it keeps yeah. the the night young and spontaneous, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, and especially too, like like I know a lot of people like okay, you're a very average music listener tends to kind of stay in a lane but like people that are into music it's never especially you know like the after the ipod generation thing came out everybody you know taste became very eclectic mm -hmm. like nobody nobody you know of course it's easier to fill a venue if you sort of line things up in a way but like a lot of times like you're saying it's nice like going to music festivals or whatever because you can because people that do have diverse tastes can go like you know watch like the vandals play but then they can go watch like you know like like a funk band play or something you know it's like and it's yeah. and, and and because it's like rare that you do meet somebody that's like i only listen to metal or like i only i don't know like that seems mm -hmm. much less common yeah, I, I think that's why like festivals like Lollapalooza that's going on right now yeah, yeah. And, and coachella you know they they have like this such diverse lineup i mean it just it brings everyone yeah yeah you know um, like you'll have a you know dead mouse closing the night, but you'll still have you know like some old school rock band playing you know yeah yeah as a co-headliner. So it's just like it's really cool how um, people are starting to gravitate more towards you know the I guess a wide a wider range. Yeah, you like know? you like you said, it's a melting pot of, of yeah. listeners. Actually, if you mm -hmm. think about it, well, that's really what drives it is the listenership. Like you know, yeah. cause people tend to chase like what they think people will listen to. You know, but like, but it's like you, it's funny you talk about Coachella specifically. Is like the, the one year I went, uh, the headliners were Jay Z. Uh, Muse and yeah. Gorillas, you know, exactly. and it was like, and, it was like and they were all like fucking awesome in their yeah. own, you know, like Jay Z specifically way. was like, because I liked Jay Z at the time, but I wasn't like, God, when he came out, you're just like, this is the most rock and roll thing of the entire weekend, mm -hmm. and like, and it was just like amazing, and you know, because even my buddy that was with me, he's like, dude, I don't want to stay and watch Jay Z. I'm like, shut up, we're gonna, we're here, we're gonna watch Jay Z, and even he was like, afterwards, was like, what the hell just happened? You know, like it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they put yeah. on a show. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean. Point. Um, like and like he's back to influences like what you said i mean like the edm scene it's just it's blowing up yeah. um let's see what relentless beats they've been putting on just like a bunch of shows around here um and everywhere else but like i mean if there's anything to take from you know edm even if you're just a hardcore rock fan and when you're in a band you know like the light show is really what helps out show like, show put on yes. yeah yeah i mean yeah, there's visually. one thing they know how to it's the visual effects that that totally take it up and it's just like if rock bands um can somehow find a way to amp up the visual effects or you know just yeah. anything like that i mean it's just the the atmosphere doesn't have totally to, changes. I know what you. I think I know what you're saying. I've said this a lot, but it's like what I've always said is if you can't be uh, if you can't be talented, be entertaining. Exactly. Uh, you know, like yeah. And, yeah. But, but it's but it doesn't necessarily have to be like just like visual lights or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you either have to, and this is rare. So this is what I tell people. Like, all right, when was the last time you saw a local band? Like think about a local band that just blew you away strictly with their talent so much that you had to just watch them. That's pretty rare, right? Yeah. So, like, you have to still be entertaining. You know, so, like, you, because, let's say, have you guys heard of the local band Broloaf? Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Broloaf? Oh, were they? Were they're, they, like, kind of like a weird punk band, but they go, so they go on stage. I, I mean, they're fine. They're a decent middle-of-the-road punk band, but they came on, we had never heard of them. Me and a few of my friends were going to say, like, Guttermouth play at Yucca. And they come out. There's like six guys on stage with like the weird, stupid, douchey, like Kanye glasses and like party hats, and they have like fake cheerleaders on stage. They have an entire case full of Paps Blue Ribbon that they were dumping all over the audience, like fake cocaine that they were throwing at everybody, and just making like this enormous show of it. I won't ever forget it. You know, and it's sure. like they were not the most talented band I saw that night, but I 
just absolutely won't forget it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like there's that, you know, so yeah. Showmanship. Showmanship. Like, you know, it is, you're a band. You're like, yes, the music is what people are going to listen to. People are going to something that is by definition a show. Mm -hmm. It's visual. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, that's one thing that Matt and I have been working on a lot lately is just um, every time we play a show, we just kind of, you know, make it more inviting, more entertaining every time we do it. Um, even if it is, you know, the same song. So, sure. um, but yeah, I think that's really what, um, like you said, with local bands, um, like that's really what I think, you know, local bands can do to help kind of, you know, make the scene even more uh, revived is sure. by putting on these, you know, really awesome shows. If if all you have to do is just put some time into it and just yeah. think like, you know, like after this song, you know, really plan out like, okay, well, what am I going to do for like the next 30 seconds in between songs that's going to get the crowd ready for the song for the lead and that's going to be coming in. Sure. Or it's like, you know, if your thing is to be really spontaneous or whatever it is, like that's fine. But like, just like, but don't, I think it's arrogant to think, especially because like, all right, even think about the bands that you like love, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like for me, it's like Weezer or like, you know, great, you know, you just think like. Because people are like, oh, no, you got to support local music. I'm like, when was the last time you thought of a band? And you're like, you know, man, they were the best. When, like, that EP that nobody has anymore that they made before they got signed to a record label, that was the shit. That's never the case. It's always, like, the first, like, big album. Or the second. So, like, if you're getting in on the, like, ground floor with, like, a local band, what I've always thought you're saying is you're almost making, like, a contract agreement with them saying, I'm going to take this ride with you because I know this is going to go somewhere good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. So, like, you feel like, you know, so, like, I feel like, like, like let's say I started, like, really getting into your guys' music. I am only doing that and assuming that, you know, it's going to get to that place. But, like, so that's, like, a give and take, you know, like, if you're going to invest in someone at that level. Because, like, I could just say, cool, I'll wait till it gets good. No, that's not, you know, because, like, the show might be good, but, like, so that's, you know, so that's, like, something, like, you need to, so then, like, if I see a local band that goes, like, great, we put that into the stage show as well, and, and we're and we're trying, you know, then it, like, means something more to me as an audience yeah, member, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, just to be interactive and... and, and you know, connect with the audience is yeah. huge now. And back to what you're saying, like with when you're thinking about the 2010s and obviously today, like you, it's just um, that's kind of, that's actually where we got the name Alien Atmosphere. Is that that is what the music scene is like entirety. Like it, like you said, it's just everything at once. Yeah. So it's just you don't know like where where it's gonna go. Like I, I don't know what the next big thing is. Like that's that's what Alien Atmosphere is. Like it's uncharted territory. Yeah. It's so, beyond unpredictable right exactly. now. Because, because like because like like we just like again I didn't say a disco thing coming that was just three years ago. And you could you could like tomorrow we could wake up and like for some reason, like very traditional Bob Dylan folk rock could just be like, yeah, uh, like it, that's it again, yeah. like, out of nowhere, you know, like or freaking yodeling. You never know. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. like you joke, but like I don't no, know. It like, could I happen. Have no, I swear idea. it could happen. Like, yeah, you know? I mean it's just funny because um, a hit song will it just it catches on. You know, you just don't know like what, like what genre music is going to be the next hit. You know, I think trying to predict anything like that is. Just so foolish. Like, you know, yes. it's like you always I, like... I mean, you can predict weather, but I don't think you can predict, like... Yeah, but even in that, like, music. people get that wrong all the time. But I think, like, with music and art, like, so specifically, is, like... There's, like, very famous, like, Metallica on the Black Album, like, wanted to put out, like, Holier Than Now was the lead single, and everybody thought that... But, like, then they put out, you know, Andrew Sandman, and, like, you can't disassociate... You know, but they didn't think that was going to be, you know... And that's, like, what made them... Them. Them, you know, like, yeah. and, you know, everybody likes the older albums more, but, you know, that's what made Metallica a household name, and they just didn't think anything of it. So, you know, it's like you can't, it's impossible to predict, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't, I think, like, all you can do is, 
go through and just be like, okay, this is what we wanted to do. And especially nowadays, though, because there's so few barriers, like you're just going to put all your stuff up and see what catches. You know, you don't have a label. So, like, you know, you might put out a single or something, but that's not really how things catch, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are you guys like? Are you guys where are you guys at? Like, are you like at a point where like you've recorded like you're like working on like recording a full length? Are you trying to like like where you you know what I mean? Like there's like those developmental stages with bands. Like where would you guys kind of explain like how where are you guys at? Like I would say in terms of developmental, um, we are in the process of writing more music. Um, I mean, we have a lot of music written. It's just a matter of, um, you know, getting the songs out there. Um, we've recorded six songs so far and, you know, like, complete an album would be awesome. And um, right now we haven't released the EP yet, just a single, just to kind of test the waters. Sure. Um, and that's kind of like where we're at right now, just constant writing. Um, yeah, and just performing the six and songs yeah, we have. Yeah, just sure. performing the heck out of, you know, everything we, we got. So um, I would say... Yeah, we're definitely in the developmental stages. I mean, right. like, it's funny because, um, you know, you see bands on stage and you think, like, okay, like, this is it, you know, they're they're doing something great, you know, but, like, you don't know, like, behind the scenes or, like, oh, my God, like, we still got to write, like, friggin' eight more songs yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and release this album, you know, and, like, and even, you know, like, it's just... It's just funny because you're like you're just never finished when it comes to music. You know? No, absolutely. You're never not. finished. So, um, in terms of stages, uh, I don't even know if you could really like pinpoint a stage. You know, <clears throat> I guess that is different these days. I, too. Mean, I mean, as far as like how, how comfortable we are playing together, I mean that's like I mean I don't know. I mean, so some bands have to like you know be comfortable playing with each other and then writing music is a pain in the ass maybe for them but I mean for Nick and I it's just it's a never ending thing yeah you guys like, seem like, to have like almost an unfair advantage from, yeah, uh, from what right, I like, like, like we love performing on stage we love writing music you know we were down to do whatever you know um, but that's the thing is like you know I mean how developed can you be I mean I would say as more as far as maybe maybe musically inclined of, of being a of how well connected you are as a group I think that would be more so yeah and you know people ask me all the time oh my god Nick like your guitar is awesome like play some Van Halen or something you know and it's like I I always tell people this um, my guitar teacher like when I first started learning guitar is like Nick like you can either learn to play guitar like you know Eddie Van Halen or you can learn to be a songwriter and then hire people like Eddie Van Halen to play your music, you know. Yeah. So I chose a songwriting route. So, but that's um, what people latch onto. Like, yeah. You know, so, like, so like for me, like I was telling, like I play guitar like a songwriter. Like it's not like fucking blow your brain, yeah. pick of destiny kind of thing. But yeah, same, uh, same with the drumming too. You know, just yeah, it's just I, I always I always keep it simple. You but know, like, just, but but I mean that goes back to the whole like just do you thing. Like, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like I've seen way more guitar players that like learned to proficiently shred. But that doesn't necessarily make them a better guitar player, or musician, yeah. or yeah, singer, or whatever, songwriter. I mean, eventually, it's all just scales condensed in a weird. You know, I don't know. It's like it's it, guitar solos and 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 that type of thing. And like and like, you know, I always said if it was all about who could play like the most notes or like be the most technically proficient, like unquestionably like Swedish black death metal would be the best music yeah. but it's not like you know most yeah. of the time that stuff kind of yeah. turns out so that's not that's never been a good gauge yeah. of you know well, I mean when you combine both it's a beautiful thing I mean that's why the yeah. 80s rock was badass yeah. you know because you had like one kick ass lead guitar player hey, I, and then know, you had and then you had people who could write amazing music yeah the other thing is too though in Finland 
number one music is metal. Like, yeah, and it is. You know, so um, like I was just giving an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I love like metals. Like, like it's weird because I'm very all over the place. Like, I, you know, I. Uh, like metal when it's good is like almost like horror movies to me where like I don't want to watch the shit but like the stuff that's real good you know like I want but yeah I love like like Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power is one of my all time mm-hmm. you know exactly. favorite yeah. you know Dimebag Daryl is an excellent yeah. example like you know most of the time like guitar solos are kind of like this unsexy thing if you try to break it apart but like you know there's something very like elusive in what he was able to do and and you know but but again like if that's not what you are so be it you know like like my a lot of my favorite guitar players aren't you know, one of my favorite guitar players ever is Edge from U2, and he's not, you know, like the most, like it's it's layered and nuanced and it's interesting. And so, yeah, do you, man? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Cause, but that's what your general guy is going to say. Oh, play some sweet solo. Like, who cares? Yeah, he's probably had a few beers in him, and he's like, Freebird, you know? That's like, like the lowest common denominator that you're like, okay, sir. You know, like it's yeah, not yeah. Really that big of a. It's like, it's like, why don't you find a girl and get me laid? And that's probably the, the same. You know? <laughs> same yeah, exactly. He's got, and you know what? You start playing that solo form, he's like, cool, that's it. Like, yeah. it's not, it doesn't even matter, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, that, I mean, the thing is, Alien Atmosphere is always going to just be, you know, who Nick and I are as right. people. We're just influencing yeah, that just, out. Yeah, just the experiences that, you know, we, we experience together or separate through life, you know. Um, it's just, that, you know, whatever you're feeling strong about at the time, that's just kind of like what you write. Cool. Mm-hmm. Would you guys be cool with uh, us tacking the single at the end of the podcast? Like, if it, as an audio file? Like, would you, oh, sure. So people could hear the single? Is that okay? Sure, yeah. Guys? Yeah, whichever, yeah. Okay. Right. I yeah. mean, is that, it's just, um, I just, that just thought occurred to me if anybody yeah, wants to, yeah. okay, you know. Yeah, so. the, the single we have out right now on iTunes is called Sail Away. So Great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, how would you... How would you describe that song specifically? Okay, so I know that sucks. I know it's a horrible yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. Well, Nick, right. you wrote okay, it. He um, can just no, yeah, no, but no, no, seriously, it's the worst. I always feel so bad ass because, like, it's like, as, I always feel like that's where music critics come into play because, like, it's so hard to describe your own music. Like, but, like yeah. anyway, I'm, okay. I'm asking yeah. you that crappy question. Yeah. How, well, how if, you're, if you're gonna hear it, you you want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Sure. So, um, sail away. I would say. Um, it's a medium tempo song and it's definitely a love song, but um, has heavy drums in it, um, very beat driven. Uh, we got this really cool like piano intro in the beginning and then um, falsetto lyrics kind of mixture of, you know, just, um, I, I don't know, I, honestly it's kind of hard to describe. Um, sure. In terms of like genre, it's definitely alt rock, pop. Um, if you were to kind of like, say oh well this song sounds exactly like like i would say the two bands that i mean it sounds very similar to like the fray or um, oh, okay. Coldplay, but um like good the, company to be in yeah but like yeah. the verses kind of remind me more of like a ben rector kind of vibe and then the um the choruses have you know this this uplifting feel to it you know okay so um it's just like you know and so um every song that we have is completely different like each song has their own color because like there's one thing that matt and i want to work on is not have every song sound similar you know because yeah. i mean when you listen to albums you know some, i don't know if you want to call them fillers but you know some songs sound very similar to the other i think the the, the albums that tend to not be as good as albums are like that or is like the albums you really remember yeah. or you can't so, like, yeah yeah you know so not- i mean um i don't know if you're going to be there August 17th. But I'm going to try to be. If you yeah, are, yeah. Um, you know, you'll definitely get a feel for yeah. like how different each song is. But um, yeah, I mean, for Sail Away, I mean, um, 
It's such a good it's title. On, it's, it's, on, like, it's a good like yeah. you just heard of like oh yeah like it's, it's on that, yeah. yeah it's on Pandora and um, I forget the description that um, Pandora it's gave Pandora it. descriptions are always yes. fun. Yes, well the cool thing is they described it like every instrument. You know, I have to I, yeah. you have to look it up. Those Pandora descriptions blow my mind because like I don't know who the hell does all that stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, because for every one but of those songs it's like there's they, this elaborate like they dissected it. Yeah, like, no, it, it was like it was like, you know, it's like a review. Synths, you know? It blows my mind and like, sometimes how far off base it is too. Like but yeah. like it's I'm like, man, that's good for them. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean, they probably have people 24 hours just. Yeah, so I think that they were a team of people. I think that they secretly invented artificial intelligence behind the scenes, and that's what's doing. Because there's no, I mean, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, the most obscure. Because, like, okay, like, uh, like, you guys aren't, like, a huge band. Yet your song on Pandora has this tremendously huge. So that means there must be every one of the millions of Beatles B side songs on there. Must, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. They, they call it the, uh, what is it, the Genome Project? Or something. I guess so. That still just blows my mind. But um, but yeah, so I've always been on the radio a few times. Um, between Los Angeles and Arizona. That's so awesome. It definitely has more of like a commercial kind of vibe to it. But at the same time, nothing wrong with that. We wanted to keep more of you know the the laid back rock feel. So I mean, when you hear the song. Um, Basically, it just makes you smile. So, sure. Um, well, that's good, but there's nothing yeah. like, like, I've always, because I've always been, like, a big, ever, I started out with, like, punk rock and stuff, and then I, as I got older, like, I really became, like, very interested in, like, anything that I could just classify as pop. And, like, I remember, like, when the first Panic! at the Disco record came out, I remember sort of almost resenting my love for it, because I was just like, this is just there to be catchy but then at some point I was like yeah but there's like an art to that like if you yeah, can be you yeah. know I mean, but if, but because all that music is meant to do like music should be something that like if we're going to sum it to one thing it should just meant to enhance your life and be enjoyable yeah, yeah exactly. I mean at that time Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco Man they I, I always felt like they were very kind of like on the same wavelength in terms of like if they were to play a show together. It, well, and in, it terms, was, in terms of gripping yes, that yeah, part of your brain. Yes. yes well, and you so. had All American Rejects too. I mean, they're. Oh, God. They, you they, I, mean, I mean, if you listen to them, they got. Man, catchy, catchy. Time yeah. Stand Still is still one of those, like, incredibly catchy, like, ballady, just, like, if that yeah. comes up. And I remember I used to have this friend of mine. I would, you, are you familiar with that song? It's like, like it's, it's, but anyway, it was on their first record, and it's like this ballady, kind of real simple, you know. And he was always like, oh, it's so easy to do that. I'm like, then fucking do it. You know, and, that, and I've always said that to people, that, like, that, that knock, that kind of, like, real. It's like, it's just three chords, and then... Please go do it. Play, that's what I always tell people. Like, cause you cool. You play guitar. Is it that easy to write like a good song? Maybe it's not. You no, know, cause I don't yeah. care if it's just three chords or I don't care if it's, you know, there's something to that, to being able to mine that and say, this is. I'm, it's almost harder to write that way. You know. Yeah. Where, where, like, like you said, like art should be. You know, especially when it comes to music. Like, yes, it's very challenging to write. Sure. Like, when, when you're when you're writing it, but. When it comes time to play it, like you, it, it should come easy, you know. Because if if it's still challenging for you, you're gonna. It's not gonna sound as yeah. great, you know. It, you know, I mean, it's like it's like even people who go insane on the drums, you know. If it's really hard for you to do it at rehearsal, and then you go and try and perform it on stage, and you can't nail all the fills or whatever, you know, the timing. If your if your timing's off, like if you're playing too fast, yeah, there's yeah. nothing worse you're than playing, that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, I play with in ear monitors, and I have a click track, so everything's perfectly on. Time, See, that's great. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, and and that's the thing is, is like you don't. If it's hard now. You better master it. It doesn't necessarily get easier. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. better master it now. And back, and be back what you said to the the three chord crowd pleasers, like the ballad. Um, yeah. Like you know, I mean, if if that's something that everybody likes, you know, and it's just it's just something you you have to play. But I mean, like. Um, 
if if everybody loves it, you know, there's there's nothing wrong what with if it. You and can, you you play the hell out of yeah, it, you know. Yeah, those but, three chords is freaking break a string. <laughs> yeah, but but exactly. But not only that, like again, like the Panic of the Disco thing. Like the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage. Is I've never in my life had a song get stuck in my head in that way that much but like but like like the almost like crack addiction to it or like when I finally got it in my ears again to just sort of like clear it out of my system it was like you know that brought me this like weirdly intense almost like joy that and who cares if it was just catchy and who cares if yeah. it was just la like it doesn't matter because yeah, sometimes you'll play it like for 30 seconds and oh, I gotta replay it then you hit yeah. the back button it's, a, it, like, it. it's all it's all about like it all, it's all about enjoying it I've always thought that was such a weird thing to like sort of discredit you yeah. know like like the, the only thing is if somebody else is enjoying that genre of music and yeah. you don't, obviously don't, don't enjoy it or maybe your brain isn't yeah. ready to enjoy it at that time then yeah, I mean it makes total sense. To like, but that's also yeah. fine. Like that, that, it's one thing to say I don't particularly enjoy this. It's another thing to write it off completely and exactly. call it like bullshit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. You know, like, like because there's things that I don't like. You know, I never lo liked or understood or could listen to Bob Marley, but I can't possibly deny, you know, the impact yeah. of like, you know, so like I would never criticize any of that. Exactly. But, but so it's, you know, like, but just because it didn't speak to me specifically, like that's what exactly. I thought was weird. Um, Okay, so just as we're kind of like winding down a little bit, um, August, t tell us about the show. August 17th. Yeah, it's August 17th at the Rebel Lounge, and it's uh, going to be at 7.30. You know, awesome. doors open at yeah, 7.30. So it's all ages. Who are you guys playing with? We are playing with I Am We, Civil Youth, Jane in the Jungle, New Chums, and, oh, man. Damn, stack. I can't, I can't remember. It's a great, man, it's going to be a fun band, show. But, I've, uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Jane in the Jungle. I've been hearing, like, a lot of good things about yeah, it. They're, they're fantastic. They're, they're, they're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, I haven't heard them yet, but I'm, like, I'm kind of, they're, they're one of the names that keep sort of getting shuffled in my ear a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're, they're, they're great, man. We've, um. I know, it's, it's crazy. We actually matched them really well, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, there's some bands where, like, you know, you'll play with them, and then. Maybe maybe you just don't get along. More I mean, not like in a social, bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like, are, like you're not gonna get along with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, but I mean, I'm a social butterfly, so I mean, I'll talk to anybody. You know, yeah. it could be the guy down the street with the hot dog stand. So you don't seem exactly shy. No, no, no. I'm not. I mean, well, when you compete in bodybuilding, you're like half naked on stage, so it's kind of like all your fears are gone. But there's know? a mental. But the, the, that's interesting. That's like there's like a mentality because the type of person that would go and say, you know, like, you know, I'm gonna go build his body up to compete and show it off mm -hmm. it, there there's like a mentality there's an interesting mentality of that where it's like I mean, you are in a way saying, "Look at me, look at me." Exactly. You know, it is like a exactly. Strange... But but the thing is, is if you if you go back, I don't know if people have even watched this. But it's called Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Excellent. Well, anyway, <laughs> well he he explains his bodybuilding, and this is the way I grew up is is an art form, just like how music is. It's an art. So when you think of it as an art, you know you're envisioning in your mind in the gym, and you're killing yourself in the gym and with diet or whatever, fish and greens or whatever the hell you're eating. Ugh. But like, but you're killing yourself, and you have this vision in your brain of what you're creating, you're and then. When you walk yeah. on stage, you're presenting that to the audience. It's not really like look at me, but it's like it's almost like this is my art that I've envisioned, and sure. now I'm now I'm showing it to everybody. No, but and it if is it's good enough to turn first yeah. place or second or whatever. Cool. But it does take like a certain amount of like gravitas. To say. Oh, of course. Yeah, like you know, oh, like, yeah, you're like, yeah. You're not like uh, you know, it's it's like being like a comedian. Like you're essentially getting in front of a room of strangers and saying, Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. Like your yeah. attention is like, yeah, I deserve your attention. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's like exactly. Yeah. And that's why people always ask me if I get stage fright. I'm like, dude, like, I'm so you must not. I'm like I don't. Yeah. You know, like you're sitting behind a drum kit. 
you must not at no, all. No, no, I don't. It's, you know? it's funny because I did stand up when I was in Los Angeles one time. Did you really? Yes, and um, this was like the week, uh, like Pablo Francisco was doing it. Um, this was in Northridge when I went to school. But, oh, okay. Um, like, I, like you said, like all eyes on you. It's it's almost like giving a presentation. Yeah. To be honest, you're like a and, teacher. And whatever is isn't funny to you or or to the audience, like you know, it's just trying to get past that wall of like it's just the delivery you know just yeah. how people see it um but i mean like the good thing is is i didn't have any crickets in the audience that's good so that was good but um that that definitely helped me get over like stage fright but i mean i, I still get it all the time i still get stage anxiety like like elvis i mean that guy yeah. he threw up before he went on stage like yeah. almost all the yeah. time yeah yeah it so, happens. It happens. Um, yeah but it but it but it's but i mean i gotta imagine like stand-ups gotta be at least in my mind like stand-up seems more scary because you're just like you're naked. Well, you're just like, and yeah, you have nothing to fight. Like, there's nothing. Like, if you screw up a little bit, you got yeah. a drummer behind you. You've got. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and music like can be loud, and sort of people can be somewhat distracted. Whereas like stand up is very much just like a, you know, if you're not talking and you're not doing some crickets, like yeah. you said, like yeah, it's yeah, very exactly. like, such a strange. Yep. So it's interesting because like you guys kind of both have something like sort of lean back on and be like, okay, cool, we can music's good, we can yep. do music. Yep. Yes, it's cool. wonderful. All right, so why don't you guys plug like where can people find you guys at? What do you get? Anything you guys want like social media, um, bandcamps? Sure. Where can people get your music? Yeah, they can they can find us on uh, you know iTunes. You know we've got Spotify, Pandora, Spotify, we're on Amazon, and even our website's you know www.alienatmosphere.com. So oh, good, you got the actual there. like yep. proper domain. Yeah, yeah. we have the, and so, even Facebook is Alien Atmosphere. That you helps. Know, Instagrams. Um, Alien atmosphere. You so know. yeah, just uh, find us on social media and uh, let us know what you think of the tunes. So like, so do you guys have physical copies of the music yet, or um, is it not just yet? Digital we, stuff? we are we're on SoundCloud right now. Oh so, great, okay, cool. So you guys can download. But iTunes too, like if people want to yeah, yep, give yeah. you guys some money. Yep. So great, we, okay, we got cool. a single out on iTunes, but um, if you want to listen to more songs, it's on SoundCloud. Great, awesome, uh, cool. And then August seventeenth, Rebel Lounge. Uh, you guys know what the tickets run for the show? Do you guys have any? I believe uh, they're like eight, eight to ten, 10 bucks. bucks. So eight, eight are pre-sales, ten bucks at the door the cheap show so, Go, yeah yep. I'm gonna try to be it bumps right up against my best friend's bachelor party uh, so I have to be uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can go because it's like the night before so because I really do want to go sure uh, but yeah guys this was awesome thank you so much oh it's family yeah, yeah thank you. you no it was like I said it was last minute and I always like try to do a lot more research leading into it and uh, I was just like okay cool we'll see how this goes no this was awesome thank you guys yeah, so much. yeah we really appreciate it man yeah so um, yeah and if like you said you guys so you guys would be cool with me tacking on sail away at the end of the podcast of so course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay so cool so listeners think you know? yeah cool so stick around and you'll hear sail away by alien atmosphere guys thank you so much for being here uh thank you listeners we'll be back next week with the modern times podcast